Justin Marshall from Sky yeah. Sport is with us on a Friday. Justin, did you catch any of the cricket? Yeah, actually I did, gentlemen. It was uh, intriguing watching, wasn't it? You uh, turned your head away from the, the TV screen there for a, a second and you missed the wicket. And um, I actually really enjoyed it. It was good watching. It was great to see that it was a, a really nice evening in Auckland as well that people could sit out and uh, enjoy it for this first experience of the night test. Yeah, man, had a cool time at it. When, when those wickets were falling over early, it actually reminded me a little bit of last year at North Harbour Stadium with Springboks uh, All Blacks, you know. It was, it was one of those ones <laughs> where it seemed like everything that could go right for New Zealand did. Absolutely, yeah, it was like that, wasn't it? And, um, you know, you get those, I guess, those encounters sometimes where you wonder what's going to happen and then you're sitting down in your seat or on your lounge and waiting for the game to start. It starts and it all happens. It happens quickly and it's a, it's one of those bizarre instances where the game really sort of does uh, capture you. And Yeah, I thought the cricket was excellent. Yeah, man, it was awesome. Anyway, let's let's uh, we've been cricketing all morning since six o'clock and mm-hmm. talking about the massive feed that we bought. So uh, we also worked in some <laughs> cricket in there too. Uh, let's get into it tonight. So the Bulls play the Crusaders at, at seven thirty-five, and I, I got to say, Justin, that um, the Bulls this year, uh, I I didn't realise they were going to be uh, as interesting to watch as they are. Um, they they're a they're a hell of a team, man. And I kind of thought I think when I had a look at the odds, they were basically giving the Bulls no chance. But I thought they're quite a rampant bunch, aren't they? Very capable, and and they showed that last week. Those you know they're a side that uh, does have some talent, and it's no doubt about it. They have some Springboks. You know you look at uh, Andre Pollard and Jesse Creel, um, Le Yud de Lager, de Jager up yeah. front. So you know they've got players that that um, you know, won't be daunted by the by the travel and, and um, you know, they've obviously got a new game plan. Uh, John Mitchell in control of that. So, look, they've been very impressive and, and uh, I think last week showed a very dangerous side and expect more of the same this evening, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought if, if you're going to look at this and um, what do the Crusaders have to get right to make sure that they put these guys away? Because they should... But there's still that danger that you might not. So, just what have they got? What do you think you want to look at from last week's performance? Ago, I need the Crusaders to be better in this department. I think uh, the Crusaders' game management needs to be better. And um, you know, last week the young halves, uh, Mitchell Drummond and, and Mitch Hunter, are again getting their opportunity uh, back at home uh, tonight. Will have learnt from last week, where predominantly the whole second half, the Highlanders just pinned them uh, down deep in their own half and defensively. They were trying to work their way out and couldn't. So, you know, that, that, that'll be an area that I think uh, the Crusaders, if they can get better territory, then they can get their game plan in sync with that. Because uh, you don't want to play rugby against particularly South African sides that are big and strong and full of experience in the wrong areas of the field because they will suffocate you and, 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 um, and nail you down. So I think if they can get that going and they can get their game plan going, I guess the one thing to consider about this evening is... It's very likely to be uh, not a very pleasant evening. There's some bad weather floating around. Now, what that will do, um, when you look at the Bulls' side as well and the way they play, they're a direct side. Like I said, they've got good players like Pollard who will take the line on. Jesse Creel, big, hard-running centre. Wingers are big and strong. Big forward pack. And in adverse weather conditions, go direct. And they'll go direct. So the Crusaders might have to adapt their game plan and they won't want to get into a physical battle with the Bulls, so they're going to have to be very clever, which again puts a lot of pressure on those halves to control the game. That's their challenge. Justin Marshall with us on Radio Sport. It is 8-12. Let's move ahead to the feature game. Justin, the Hurricanes versus the Highlanders. Will this game be better than the Derby game last week? 
I just want to know if any of you guys have picked the the survivor out of this game because I'm not going near it. It's, I'm going near a it. Tough one. Um, yeah, look, the Hurricanes coming off the bye, uh, a really good win previous to that against the Crusaders, um, and, and the Highlanders not missing a beat, but not missing a beat from inside their fortress at uh, Forsyth Bar Stadium. All Blacks are plenty, um, you know, milestones, and, and you know the likes of TJ Pirineau are playing his hundredth game. Um, Oh, it's just it's just a mouthwatering prospect. This match isn't it really, and uh, you just got to steer your allegiance one way or the other. People tend to favour the home team sometimes. I'm not so sure hometown advantage is um, you know a massive advantage anymore, but it does have a little bit of relevance. Uh, look, you can break it down to contests throughout. Really, when you look at the wings, you have got Pinaholos and Sevilla starting to play some decent rugby again. The centres um, fascinating. Uh, and halfback as well. So, yeah, look, um, I bet I bet nobody has gone anywhere near this game for Survivor. I you bet. would be a hundred percent correct. Well, no, neither and I haven't. Yes, nah, boy, man. You, yeah, well, so. yeah, me and Kent aren't because we're out. But um, the <laughs> 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 hey, what did you look? I I thought last week when um, this was this was the one that caused a bit of a ruckus for a couple of days because things only ever cause a ruckus for about forty hours in sports, and now they move on nowadays. But yeah. last week when Ben Smith went out. Um, to, to just have a chat to go go back and have a look at that for a knock-on, for a knock-on. I thought that was great at the time. I thought, yeah, that's what you want because all the great captains have done that throughout the years, right? Yeah, they have. I guess what, what the governing body and, and what our game needs to make sure that we protect is that there is a certain amount of um, flexibility in, in, in terms of we just can't review everything. And and if, if what's happening with Ben Smith... Um, starts to become you know infectious and captains um, are able to use the big screen while the while their kicker's lining up a penalty kick and they see and see something that's happened in the replay where one of their players has something illegal to them they walk up to the ref and go hang on stop the kick look well there's something that's happened at the ruck there I've seen it on the big screen I want you to look at it mm. the game will go way too far you know like probably in a five or six period phase um, try if you went right back, then you could find something illegal in it somewhere, a player off his feet, a player half a metre offside. And we don't want to get to that point. And allowing captains to dictate what they're seeing on the big screen to referees and then basically refereeing the game for them and, um, is, is a, a step too far. So uh, we need to get some guidelines and some you know, areas where captains are able to approach and ask. Um, you know, you look at back in the day, if there was no big screen, what the hell could Ben Smith do about it? If he didn't see it on the big screen, he yeah, can't true. prove anything. He wouldn't have asked. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, mm. I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great matchup that one to uh, have a look at. But before that, um, out of Japan, that is the Sunwolves hosting the Chiefs. So the mm. Chiefs go in there as favourites. You know how every now and then you get a, you get one of those novelty players on another team, and you're like, oh, is that guy playing? Oh, I want to watch that guy. So there's a guy that plays on the left wing for the Sunwolves. I'm not sure if you've seen him, Justin. His name's so, uh, Somaki. I think it's Hosea Somaki, and he's the yep. left winger, and he kind of looks like they've just attached another head onto Hosea Gear. He's um he's great fun to watch, man. I don't have you seen him yet? He's great fun. I have, yes. I've um I've certainly sort of seen some of his highlights and yeah. uh you know, like sometimes it's a bit hard to sit down and watch the Sunwolves games for us when we're working because they're on at um hmm. at a sort of five o'clock kickoff or four thirty. But I have seen snippets of you know, that's what the Sunwolves need. Hmm. You, you need they 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 they're a tenacious side, they're going to hang in there and I I reckon they'll jag the odd win this season somewhere. 
but they, but they also need the entertainment factor that people go, you know what, this player, I want to tune in and watch him play. And I think that's really important for them. So that's great to see. Um, really interesting for me for that game is the, the still the reluctance for the Chiefs to go back to Damian McKenzie. Um, you know, they've, they've selected his brother uh, in, in that pivot position um, instead of him. And I, I think that's a great way for Colin Cooper to forge ahead. That might not be aligned with what the national selectors want to do, but ultimately they feel that um, Damian McKenzie is the biggest threat out the back, and I tend to agree. Yeah, well, uh, they get to take their new toy out for a ride too. Uh, Tyler Ardron, who's the, the Canadian yeah. international, he's playing there at lock. And just to have a, yeah. and this is interesting for the Sunwolves. Now that we talk about spines and that as well. Shota Horie starts at hooker. Very experienced, yep. very good player. Fumiaki yep. Tanaka at nine. Hell of a player. And Michael mm-hmm. Leach, the man who was so annoyingly, the, the guy who was like the head patter. Remember when he was at the Chiefs and every time he was a pitter, he'd be up just like like Benny Hill used to with that little ball guy. He was hitting everybody in the head, you know, little taps on the head there as well at yeah. six. Smart, smart player. So I think it's, it's no accident that the Sunwolves are certainly much better than they were last year. Absolutely, I agree. And and that's good to see. You know, you just, you just sort of think that, you know, they're a worthwhile addition to Super Rugby and um, with players like that that have got Super Rugby experience or international experience like Otto has, um, very important. Mm. Wait, 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 oh, it's, oh. Ooh. Ooh. So, so here we have to the keep the charade going, do we? Even though we're all out. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. There's growing bitterness when people get voted out. Oh, is that still going? God, it's just like real Survivor. Here's what happened last week. So uh, Kent Johns went with uh, the Haguares to beat the Reds. Loser. And, and was undone by Brad Thorne, but there were survivors that survived through. Jeff Atkinson, Sean Morrissey, our listeners out of the audience. Liam Napier from the Herald. Cameron McMillan from the Herald Online. And Mr. Justin Marshall, who's with us. So I'll read through the ones I've got so far. We're going to get one off Liam, but we'll do that in a slightly different way very soon. But... Jeff Atkinson has gone the Crusaders versus the Bulls, and even better than that, he sent us a, he sent us in a photo of himself wearing his old Crusaders jersey because today is Forty Shoot Friday. Uh, Sean Morrissey has gone with the Lions to beat the Hagwares. Cameron McMillan uh, of the Herald Online has gone with Stormers to beat the Reds. So I point to you, Justin Marshall, and I say, what say you? Well, one thing that I do say uh, is, and and don't take this the wrong way, people up north. There's two teams that I wouldn't very reluctant to go anywhere near, and they are the Haguardis and the Blues. <laughs> Can't trust them. They could produce a, a outstanding performance and then a horrible one. Yeah, uh, you could have told me that last week. The Lions is just a you're, you're asking a recipe for disaster. Anyway, that's not what I'm doing. I'm going to go with the Crusaders. I haven't uh, picked them at all this year, but yep. uh, I think they'll have a tough battle on their hands. But they, after two losses in a row, they're not going to drop three, so they'll get the job done somehow. Well, there it is. The the Bulls with their novelty behemoth lock called Jason Jenkins. I enjoy watching him play. He's up against the Crusaders. What, quickly, yes, gentlemen, how many people were just so frustrated with the Blues last week? Honestly. Oh, everyone. We so what are you doing? You did. You were. Th- it was like the big blue tsunami was coming out of Auckland, and everyone. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, the Blues will beat the Stormers." They're sitting there waiting for the Stormers to get back from travel, and it's like uh. they, they might win the title this year next minute. <laughs> 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 there it is, Justin Marshall. Thanks for your time, mate.